Welcome to Stories That Stick, a podcast series about the stories that shape us. One job, like one pay. And I'm like, that can't be me because once you get sick and that paycheck diminishes, what's going to happen? Mm. If you've got rent, no one cares, especially being a single mum trying to feed for three kids. Hey guys, it's Ade here, your host for Stories That Stick. Now in today's episode, we have Monica Lee, who's a host, a presenter, and now a podcaster. She joins us simply to share her journey alongside the stories that have made the biggest impact on her life so far, and why she's building a platform for our community called Talks with Monica Lee. Side note, listeners, what can we do to get you to leave us a review? Because it really does help us, but I guess it doesn't really help you guys. So do let us know. Now, let's get on with the episode with Monica Lee. First and foremost, Monica Lee, welcome. We spoke off record, you don't like the way we start. So I'm going to actually then kick off talking about legacy. Do you want a legacy? 100%. What does that mean for you? Um, what does legacy mean to me? Well, you say you want a legacy. Right? I, I, That's why you that do That is the do. aim. Like creating a legacy is the aim. Um, and one of the ways to create a legacy, I feel, is to be breaking them generational curses. Like, I'm so here for that, being the first woman to do a lot of stuff within my family and be able to create something that when I'm no longer here on this earth, my children, great-grandchildren, great-great-great, like, you know how you got McVitie's? Okay. It works, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't need to know who owns what, okay? We know that that works. Like, I just want it, I just want to create something where I feel like my children won't have to struggle. So the legacy you want is when someone says your name, Monica Lee, she stood for X. Yes. I want my name to be a respectable name because there's so many names out there, but not everyone's respected. Um, also, like, a face. Whenever you hear that name, you can see that face and see what that face represents, like, loyalty, just being honest, just being myself, like, seeing a black woman from a Jamaican heritage, just, like, doing what she does and not feeling that I have to kind of mellow down who I am as an individual. So I just feel like when you see, you just see greatness, like Monica Lee greatness like okay well let's then get into the chapters of your life from zero to ten who was monica zero to ten yeah i was in jamaica okay yeah were you born in jamaica no i was born over here so i was born in london um and then my mom shipped me and my brothers off one point in our lives i think maybe around seven okay Six, seven, because I did primary school here up until maybe year four. And then obviously in Jamaica, everything's like backwards. So even though I might be in year five, when I go to Jamaica, they might put me like in year three. So it's not about age. It's more about the knowledge. Do you have the capacity to be able to pass this semester? Like, you know, in America, you have it like the semesters. And if you don't pass, you'd be stuck in that class until you pass. That's how it was. So when I went to Jamaica, even though I was like maybe year five over here, they put me back into year three. So I practically was just starting all over Afresh, again, yeah. like which was a bit mad, but um, I can't lie, I enjoyed it. It was good to kind of know my roots. And I feel like a lot of it can be lost when you're not able to go back home and to be in touch and just be in tune with life. Any fond memories? Like Great memories, yeah, man. I was able to, to be like a child, like just 
going out like in the fields, like everything in the yard is just bush, hella bush, in it. Just me and my cousins and friends just like doing these little escape, like let's go and hide in a forest or something. And just going picking mango, climbing the trees to get apples. <coughs> Getting chased by the dogs, like you know the neighbor dog's gonna be after you, yet we do the same nonsense. And just like living life. Was race ever played? Because you were born here and you said you moved when you were around seven. Mm -hmm. So was there conversations about you being a black woman? Only conversations me being a foreigner. So back then they'll call you a foreigner, like English girl or whatever. And it was a bit of that, like, that distance, like, mm, I don't know about her. Like, does she really know about us Jamaicans? You know what I mean? And then yeah. obviously my accent playing a part and then I'll start speaking Patois and it's not being the same and how it sounds with everyone else. Um, I felt like it was just that little, just young children, like, just silly play. Like, it wasn't anything serious to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, like, I feel victimised or I feel like no, I've been fair. put into a corner. Like, they didn't push baby in a corner. Baby <laughs> was perfectly fine. Um, I even forget to think, I won like so many beauty pageants. I'll even forget that so many times. So I was like mere Miss Black River. So I live in St. Elizabeth um, and Black River is the capital of St. Elizabeth. Right. So I like done a lot of like competitions, like doing beauty pageants. So that was really good. Like, those were like the best moments. That's interesting because unless I am mistaken, beauty or aesthetics certainly is something you do play upon, especially being a presenter. Yeah. So do you think you took that from... I never thought of it like that, you know. Um, maybe my confidence. Because, like, imagine being that one child, like, in a school full of, like, you know, Jamaicans and I'm from England. To be able to stand there and sit amongst those people and be confident to speak. Then go on stage and be singing. And I really enjoyed about what, that. You sang? That, yeah, that was my talent. So, you know, when it comes, you have to have a talent. Right, um, yeah. I was singing, dancing. Sing? Oh, Jamaicans love Celine Dion, so I think I sang like a Celine Dion song every day. I'm not glad. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I was lit back then, though. I don't know. I don't know if I could sing or people made it seem like I could sing. Either just way, because, right, but I did what I had to do. Yeah, you won. And it, and I won. Um, and just having like people just being proud of you, like my grandparents being mm. proud and just people just loving the vibe and having a school behind me. Because at the beginning, like the school was kind of like against me and then... When I did all of that, it's like, we love you because you now represent us. So now people are looking at me as like a trophy. Like, okay, you can't do no wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's like at that tender age, I understood that when you do something out of the ordinary, responsibility will come into it. And when you're responsible for certain things, people will put your name forward and you always have to be doing great within the lights of many people. Like people Jeez. expecting a lot from you. And Do even you though it's feel? just a beauty pageant, it wasn't just that because at the end of the day, like the school's putting money into you. People are putting money. Like my grandma, like at that age, she'll be traveling outside of the parish to just get me to be at that forefront. And a lot of people put energy into me. Like it was other people's lives just as much as it was mine. So I had to be serious about that. Not feel any pressure? I didn't, because they made it fun. Okay. They didn't, it wasn't about beauty. It was more about discipline. Right. So I like that aspect of that discipline. Like you said you wanted this, so we're going to work for it, but we're going to do it in a way where you're able to enjoy it too. 100%. Yeah. And you know, being part of that family unit, Mm -hmm. So you're probably I making me reflect in our lives because I don't really think that far. So it's good. Well, hopefully there's more reflections in 11 to 20. So yes. next chapter.
Monica, talk to me. Where were you? What, what was going on in your life around this decade? So I arrived back in the UK for yay. Um, that was very hard. Like I went to an all-girls school in South London. That was a huge adjustment, like making friends. And like, obviously everyone's there from like year seven. And you might think it's just a year, but in school, a year is not just a year. Like a year feels like three years, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, the bonds. Um, yeah. The bonds and just like you with them 24-7. Um, so that was hard, like, and then I had a strong Jamaican accent by then. So right. at the beginning, they're cussing me because I have the English accent. Then come back here now, they're like moving mad. Like, who is this girl right. with the yard accent? And back then, I don't feel like we were very appreciative of cultures. You weren't really embraced. Um, so that was a bit hard. There's a lot of teachings and trainings in Jamaica. Like when I talk, I have to stand up. Like, okay, hi, Monica, you're a new person told them about you and I'm like hello my name is Monica <laughs> and I want to get a better education I was just doing the most <laughs> and, and I'm standing up now and everyone's thinking what, what the fuck who does that like so even just little things like that and now if you hear someone with an accent like Jamaican accent you're thinking mm, yeah come over guys I'm loving that or we like that we like that bit of culture but back then was a bit like mm, oh okay doing a bit too much did you have to weed it out then to fit in um Naturally, you're going to lose your accent over time. So I didn't really think that deep to be like, okay, I need to stop talking like this. This is just who I am. I didn't see no different. Like, yeah, people make, might make fun of it, but it wasn't to the point where it's like, I'm going to go home and cry myself to sleep. It was kind of, it was kind of fun. People were like, oh, talk for me. Say this, say that. I just made it what it was, to be fair. It was, wasn't that bad. Did you um, ever have to go home and cry? No, 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 no. Not because of your accent. People were really mean in school and I felt like it was just me finding my way and finding my feet. I was able to use my voice. I wasn't always that person that used my voice. Like, yeah, I'm confident, but around certain people, I don't feel like maybe I'm comfortable or I can adjust or allow people to like come into who I am and see who I am. I wasn't always that person. So I was very shy like in schools. And then maybe like the ending of like secondary school. What bad girl chat to me? What you want to get slapped? I'm joking. <laughs> <Are> <laughs> you, <laughs> did you throw some hands? I don't know what you're talking I about. Feel like, I feel like you could throw some hands. Who me? Yeah. Never. Me. Did you ever get in trouble? Yeah, I'll do a little like sly things. Like I was a bit like, I was a cheeky one, but I knew my limit. Um, but then when I got to secondary school and then like just I faced a couple like a few adversities in life, things happen. I had to just grow up before my time and I had to think about paying bills and I had to think things that I should have enjoyed when I was a teenager. I weren't, I didn't have that privilege. So like life just happened and things just went a bit left. So I was like, um, yeah, we can. Like I became homeless, like things happen like, with my parents. Life just went a bit crazy. I was in a hostel. So that kind of happened. It's like, okay, I saw how my mom struggled having like one job, like one pay. And I'm like, that can't be me because once you get sick and that paycheck diminishes, what's going to happen? Mm. If you've got rent, no one cares, especially being a single mom trying to feed for three kids. It's hard. So in my head, I'm like, okay, cool. We can't do this. Like all of this fun theatrics, it needs to just die down. Let's just get a job. So I just started like working part-time from early Went to uni, I was like, okay, I'm going to do like criminology, criminal justice. Why? Because um, I wanted to do something into probation. So I wanted to be a probation officer. Something uh, along yeah, how those. Comes? What was the triggers? Like, um, was anything in your immediate environment? Yeah, like in South, like, there's a one point, like, like 
like people were just dying like every single day like the violence was crazy knife crime like and i was there like, i'll be going to shows back in there it's called shubs gunshots like outside the shubs like it was there was a point like when mm. things were really mad and i'm like okay if i can't help these young people before they get into prison because most of the time it's down to environment down to situation it's way past me let me be that figure can help you to just kind of get back into society and just help into the like rehabilitation process that was my main aim like let me be there afterwards um that's such a like adult thing to think yeah yeah so but obviously like being as well in the hostel like people are banging down like you're going through magic like people are stealing your stuff like we're fighting like we're going in like the grind is hard they expect you to live for 30 pound a week like so i'm like okay i know when you work in the government you know you're going to get some sort of like um there's fringe benefits of that do you know what i mean like pension like we're going to think about um healthcare private health like there's so many stuff that you can get if you're working with the government so i thought get into probation that would be a good way and the salaries were looking decent like 40 50 grand work my way up i might can get 60 70 grand a year Look it made that. sense you see you had your strategy I yeah like so it made sense do and people know your personal situation at school no you know at college at college sorry so it happened it happened before i went into college maybe like 16 15 16 i was taking my gcse when all of that happened but I didn't go into a hostel to maybe like college times. Um, but yeah, I didn't tell no one. Even like at college, like we'll jump on a bus and my friends be like, why are you getting off at this stop? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to visit my mom. Admitted, like I lied for time. No one knew really, not even my own dad knew. Like no one knew um, until we got to a point and I'm like, bro, I can't even do this no more. And then I spoke to my college and like, they were so like accommodating. Like they were so understanding. They were, they were great. Um, and then living at center point as well, like they were great. Like there were so many opportunities as well. So it's just about being honest and not being ashamed of your past, like and not making your past define you. Yeah, they do say that. They say one of the biggest human curses is the notion of shame. Yes. I often get my guests to send me just one word answers or sentences about stories <laughs> that they've read or, you know, fun memories, etc. Just to help prompt them. And you wrote something which <laughs> I do you recall what you wrote? Oh yeah. What did you write? What Keisha the Skit? Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a good moment. Tell me cool. about that. Keisha the Skit. It was just about this girl called Keisha. I think Keisha was like maybe 13, 14, because I could really relate to her. Black girl from end, and she's just literally going through like just life, the trials and the challenges that life brings at you, but mainly focusing on the men in her life. And then she had like her friends as well. So it's like, they were going to like little shops, parties back in the days, meeting men. We're getting up to some crazy sex antics. I'm telling you, it's mad. And then like, for the first time you'll be reading and it's like, oh my gosh, you can do this. Oh my days, that happens. Like I was like introduced to new words and I'm like, I know this was before my time, but it just felt good to be able to be like, okay, you have this mind. Sometimes I think, not all this time, but that means I'm not, I'm not crazy. So I do want to move on. However, any other stories of things that made an impact in your life? Uni was really good. I enjoyed okay. uni. So I went DMU, Leicester, so lit. 
And I was just like there on tabletop, shaking ass. <laughs> and met a lot of amazing people that are just doing great stuff now. Like, it's crazy how when people say that uni is the best place for your network and that you should be able to literally take everything in and just capitalize off of it. And it is so correct. Like, uni was all about organization, right. 10% degree, and the rest shaking ass. And then the rest after that was about like building your network. Yeah, your network, as they say, is your net worth. Oh, hell, hell yeah. <laughs> it really is. And just being nice. You just don't know. And half of the people that's helping you to get to the level where you need to be are the unheard people, the unseen people behind the scenes. And a lot of them have been like the forefront to help me. Like, oh, you know what? I remember you. We went Leicester. We didn't talk, but I rate you. So let's do this. So it was great in the sense of like building something bigger than me. You do have a platform. Talks with Monica Lee. Mm -hmm. So shall we go into the third decade? Yeah, let's right. do this. Let's go into the third decade. Monica, floor's yours. Talks with Monica Lee came before even my third chapter. So within my second chapter, um, my, what they call it, key worker, case worker, when I was living in Centrepoint, which is now my business partner, just imagine it, Amazing. how life works. Um, she was like, I remember when you used to come in here and be like, what do you want to be? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have my own talk show. Like, but it's one of them things that I felt like I just said it, but I didn't really connect with it. So when she was like to me, that's what you always wanted to do. And to see me doing it, it's like, it's bad how like life did a 360 and I was able to come back to that position where I'm like, let's do a talk show. Um, but that's how I started. I wanted to create a safe space to have conversations. When we're in a room full of different people from different lifestyles, different backgrounds, different culture, different upbringing, we're going to have so many different views about that one thing. Why not have that conversation and see why you think the way you think? It's a blessing to bring that into one room and see how people's minds can change and people are open to them realizing that they do have some sort of internal biases and it's okay that I can change the way I think. So I guess the question is, do you feel successful in your journey so far? With the word success, like I think success comes in different forms and different shapes and sizes. So like I might feel like this particular project was a success, but maybe something else might not be as successful as I want it to be. So I feel like success is just, how I may define it at that precise moment. So far, I feel like I'm on a journey and people understand me and people understanding me and respecting me and being able to put me on a pedestal to know that, you know what, I can articulate myself. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not here to bash the community, but I'm here to uplift the community, to being able to help that one individual. That's success to me. Amazing. But so, it's a journey. Um, and obviously, Talks of Monica Lee is just one element of Monica Lee. What are the other realms then? So Talks of Monica Lee was my first thing that I ever did. This and was in I, 2016 in Croydon. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, you know. <laughs> um, but when I did that in particular, it was good, but I wasn't respected. People didn't rate the work I did. Um, and I get it. Who am I? You're Monica Lee, but who's Talks of Monica Lee? Like, why do you feel that you can have that energy and you can have that power to bring people into a room and educate other people? What do you know? What have you done? What have you experienced? So I had to go back and really think about why did I create this and what impact do I want it to have on the community. So I had to build a brand that people can trust. And that's when I got into hosting. I go to Jamaica every year, went to an event called Brit Jam. And I went there like two years in a row. And the third year, I was like to him like, yo, like, 
you don't even have a host to talk to your artists that like you're spending big money to get these artists but then you have like a good morning britain which will be called tvj in jamaica taking all your footage and you have nothing to document why not you have me you're not paying me i'll come to jamaica already i've spent my money like all i'm asking is a free ticket my man still don't want to give me a free ticket i'm just thinking idiot but he didn't end and yeah so i went there push up my breast and i was like tabina and hi hello how are you like i'm monica lee I went to Octane, I went to like all these spies, all these big artists and I just faked it till I made it. Like I didn't have, I didn't know nothing but all I knew is that I need that mic and I need to talk. Monica Lee here at Brit Jam 2016 and guess guys who I'm with? The one and only Bop, 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 Golly Bop. Bop, 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 right now I'm up on Flames Radio. So Golly Bop, talk to me, what's new? Every time I look at social media, look on the internet, I'm always hearing about Golly Bop. Tell me what's new, what should I be looking forward to with you? Um, What's new, it's Amari. Amari is very new. That's my wife, that's my new wife. I love her kiss, I love her smile, I love so, her... So how she kissed you then, Golly Bop? How she did the kiss? What you like about the kiss now? And that was the catalyst, I guess. That was a catalyst, yeah. That, that springboarded you into becoming a known name. Um, one of. One of. Okay. Yeah, because I thought yes. that was going to make me blow. But let me tell you something. Talk the thing us. that you least think that's going to make you blow, yeah, that's what, like, the thing that you think the most is going to make you blow, sorry, that's never the thing that makes you blow. Right. Yeah, and then but after that. What made you blow, I guess? I haven't blown yet. I'm nowhere near where You're I need blowing, to be. Blowing. I'm still on that uphill. Right, yeah, for sure. I'm rising, but... When I came back from Jamaica, all my footage is out now. What's next? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's next? Um, I was getting bare views on YouTube, though. That was lovely. Um, And then my cousin sent me a link, said, look, you know what? Apply for link. I'm like, me? Apply for link? I don't apply for nothing. You see how lit I am? I don't need to apply for things. <laughs> yeah, don't have that attitude. Yeah, you're not going to get nowhere with that attitude. Who Anyone that's listening. Um, Applied, auditioned, got it. Then I started doing a carnival. So I did a carnival recaps, and then I was in there dancing just me being myself um i did a few street quiz i did like street quiz segments right. and that did really well in like stratford i think it got like over like hundred thousand views the carnivals are like half a million like it did well and then i did back chat reunion right. shout out to my boy jazzy he brought me in done that got a lot of stick for it don't get it twisted because you know their audience they're, yeah. they're here to cuss out your class and it's okay it's all right but i thought like if i can do back chat i can do anything however though doing back chat and then being taken as a serious host was very hard because i felt like they saw me as just like a reality like they didn't see me as monica lee and that was like my first time doing like hosting on um like hosting on tv all the other little hosting stuff i did was live entertainment so it's like me going off your vibe and me going off your energy that's easy but doing that it's like scripted and like that was new for me and that was new for them so I felt like that didn't really put out the best of Monica Lee. But what it did, it just put it just put Monica Lee out there. And then like two years later, people be like, yo, like Monica, like I didn't know that you could actually speak. Like I felt like people thought that I was just, I don't know. I don't know what they thought of me, but I felt I felt like they thought that I was just a bit of an airhead. You have mentioned this throughout, actually, and I don't know if you're aware of it, but you speak about putting a respect on your name. Yeah. What does that look like? Um taking me seriously and giving me my money that I deserve. From whom? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Give me my eat. money that I deserve. Everyone's got to eat and everyone's <laughs> got to be paid. But yeah. Res from, yeah, respect from whom? From the people that look like me, number one. 
and that knows me or see my journey or loves what I do. Do you know what I mean? So like, it's so easy to want everyone to care for you. Like, that's not what it's about. But there's so many people that have come to me like, you know what? I was feeling to give up, but you just being bubbly and bright and just being yourself and just you just putting yourself out there and saying what you mean and doing what you say, you it brought light into their lives. Do you know what I mean? Just little things like that. For whatever it's worth, I respect you. Oh, thanks. I think you're lit. I think you're awesome. Thank you. And I do want to wrap up, but it'll be remiss of me not to include what your final prompt was when it came down to the fondest stories you read Mm -hmm. or were told as an adult you mentioned why i no longer talk to white people about race Mm -hmm. by rennie edo ludge yes what is it about this book why is it well why has it made an impact it just opened my eyes to the fact that the world is so much bigger than what i see and that i need to clue myself up i need to be knowledgeable and i need to understand that life can be cruel However, I'm not the only person going through it. So it just felt like you make sense. I often like to end stories that stick with one question. Mm -hmm. There's one book you can actually gift people. What book would it be? The Alchemist. That book hit me differently on a spiritual level and a mental level. There were just so many life lessons in that book. But it's hard for me to be like, oh, this is what you will learn because everyone interpret certain things differently. But I feel like everyone can relate to that book. And it makes you feel like you need to be a better person in life. That's The Alchemist by Poel Coel. Read that book. It's so good. Um, don't want my audience kicking me in saying, Ade, how can we find Monica? Why don't you give <laughs> her socials, etc.? So please do us the honours. You can find me on Instagram, Monica Lee, M-O-N-I-K-A-H-L-E-E. Also on Twitter. I'm even a bit mad on Twitter sometimes. So don't judge me. Don't judge me. Um, same for the Twitter. Um, but yeah, just watch out. I host the that. I talk. Yeah, just keep a lookout and bigger, better things. Monica, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for Thank inviting me. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> All right, guys. And as always, do stay tuned for another episode of Stories That Stick. And you know how we do. Get in touch share like comment etc 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 peace today's episode was produced by ade bambala sound designed by chris arise and if you'd like to be featured on stories that stick then please do get in touch